knew it was nice, but I didn't think it was this nice. Welcome to the Explore Everywhere podcast, where we explore the world through hiking trails and paddling routes, visit some amazing places, and meet the people who love and protect them. To support the Explore Everywhere podcast, visit our online store at www.exploreeverywheremedia.com. I'd like to thank Pete Coleman for the tour and John Southern for the hospitality at Roosevelt Campobello Park. Welcome to the Explorer Everywhere podcast. Nice to be back. It's been a quiet last couple of years with only two episodes last year, one episode the year before. Uh, I've got a bit of work left to do on the website, but hopefully switch gears here in mid-April and start focusing. Number one priority this year is the podcast. I hope to get 15 episodes out and just put a plan together. So I have a rough plan for at least the first half of that that I have recorded already. I just got to edit them. Then I have a lot of adventures planned cleaned up my schedule a bit so should have more time for the editing and actually have some editing resources to help me out with that. Um, hiring my son so shout out to Isaac who is going to do some editing for me this year and help me out. I want to get the 15 episodes of the podcast out but I also want to uh, put out a lot more videos this year of some of the adventures and we have some big adventures plans and still haven't hiked everything in New Brunswick but it's getting close. Some of the planned episodes I have for the podcast are I have one recorded where I went to talk to Tim Humes about the ancient portage trails around the province. Uh, we had a really long talk about them. Hopefully this year I'll get to go out with him and see the portage trails myself. Haven't been to them yet. Um, but see the amazing work they're doing at reclaiming some of these portage trails around the province. Also coming out soon is a tourism video series. Did two episodes last year, got another one to do this year. But part of that is the interview and those will be podcasts. So the first one of those is I got to sit down with Mark and Alonzo Legier. Alonzo is one of the founders of the Fundy Footpath and his son has been uh, president or at least heavily involved in the organization for the last as long as I can remember. The other interview that we did as part of the tourism series that I hope to turn into a podcast is with Kevin LaPlante at Mel Carlton Park. He's one of the workers there. Very keen, very excited about the trails. I actually like to get back up and do another hike with him. He was very excited about the trails. Can't wait to see how that video comes out and the tourism series itself. This year we have the third in the series is the uh, one for the Nipisqua Trail. So that's still in the planning stages. That'll probably be an episode next year on the podcast. And another one that has been a few years in the making. I've had a few that I've recorded over the last couple of years. One that I've planned that hasn't been edited yet is I went on a hike with Ruth DeLong. She is the trails coordinator for Tourism PEI. And every couple of years I get a chance to meet up with her in PEI and this time we went and hiked a new trail at Bonshaw Park, which is the Howells Hollow Trail. That'll be an episode in this season. If you don't know already and you're listening to this from the Hiking MB side of things, started a Paddling MB website last year. Check out Paddling MB on Instagram, Facebook, all the socials. Explore Everywhere Media on YouTube. So the four big paddling adventures we have planned for the year is Silver Lake and Sackville. So if you 
come off the highway and go into Sackville, if you turn the opposite way and go past the high school, there's a lake out there that I think is part of the water system for Sackville maybe. Anyways, it's a dammed off lake, a uh, beautiful lake, and there's a little park there with a put-in, so I'm gonna go down there and try that out. If I have time and get that lake explored, then I might go check out in the Tantramar Marsh. There's a few wetlands there that are nature preserves. Might go see if I can put a boat in in some of those. So that's that corner of the province. North Lake, the newest provincial park in New Brunswick, is a second big adventure that I have planned. Not far from here, about 45 minutes from where I live. It's down towards the border, down past Canterbury, if anybody knows this corner of the province. It started, I think, last year or the year before. Has 37 campsites down there. I was surprised when I looked that up, but gonna, gonna get a campsite for the weekend. North Lake itself has a couple of options. There's kind of a backwater across from where the campsites are that you can go up in. There's Ducks Unlimited Dam we'll have to portage over, but you can go back into this kind of wetland area. The other one that I just learned about this week is on the other corner at the border itself, which actually is the border, is Monument Brook, which is a long, extensive, it's part of the St. Croix watershed. It's kind of the headwaters of the St. Croix River system. But it looks like a very interesting, meandering kind of wetland going back in. So want to check that out. The next one is Cushbequack. I don't have sea kayaks yet, so I don't want to venture too far into ocean. What I want to do, and I knew about it for years, but I've never checked it out, is there's actually a campsite that's a backcountry campsite that you actually paddle into. Hope and leave from Calendars Beach, go in along behind the sand dunes. I canoed there with my parents many, many years ago. It was absolutely amazing place to canoe. I love going to Cushbequack anyway, so hopefully get back. We went and visited the seals, Vicky and I, last fall. I might make a video out of some of the footage I got there. The next one on the list that we have booked is at Mount Carlton Park. Like I say, we hiked up there last summer as part of the tourism series. Got a chance to go up with Nate Gaffney this winter. It was minus 30 degrees. We hiked Mount Bailey for sunrise. Amazing trip. Always an amazing adventure up there. This year's plan is to go to Mount Carlton and actually not hike, to take the kayaks. We've got a cabin rented for a couple days and explore Bathurst Lake and Nicktaw Lakes and some of the backwaters like Moosebogan and stuff over by the camps past Bathurst Lake, the headwaters of the Nipisquit River. So hoping to get into some wildlife photography and explorations with the boats there. And because I already had that plan, my, one of my hiking plans for the summer was also to hike the Nipisqua Trail. I'm going to get up there for tourism, but I'd also like to do a big section of it. It's, I've been about half of it hiked now in section hikes. That's one of the big gaps I have in finishing hiking all the trails in the province. So I'm going to see how many days I can fit on the front of the paddling adventure and get dropped off, hopefully at Heathsdale Bridge, hike for probably three or four days into Mount Carlton and then meet up with Vicky with the boats for the couple of days of paddling. That's my plan there. That's some of the more remote parts of the trail. And, but I'd like to do a couple of days to, to knock off some of those kilometers. The other big trail that I have a lot left to do on or have all of it left to do on is one that just started being developed, I'd say five years ago, the Mary Umpticook Trail. Probably saying that terribly wrong, but it's up in the Edmonston area and it travels from Edmonston up through the valley, then I think out around uh, Mount Barlang. It goes up over the hills and into the woods and crosses over, and I think it ends at Lake Baker's. So I'd like to go up and at least check that out, maybe not hike the whole thing. I still have three big trails at Fundy Park left to do. 
like to get up and do the Forks Trail down into Black Hole. If you're familiar with that part of the park where you go to Moosehorn Laverty, the Forks splits off from the Moosehorn Trail, goes down into the valley until you get to Black Hole, which joins up with the Upper Salmon River Trail. That is one that I'd really like to do. Also, the new Goose River Trail, which is part of the Fundy Footpath. I haven't hiked that yet. The last time I hiked to Goose River, it was on the old trail, so I'd like to do the new trail. That's a big hike though, 13 kilometer one way, so that's a big day. And then I think it's Bennett Brook is the only other trail I have left to do in the park. So one of those trails is gonna be part of my hiking adventure down there. And as you'll hear in the rest of this podcast episode, that Campobello Island, we've already booked again to go back. We had so much fun in February that we booked to go back for New Brunswick Day weekend. New Brunswick Day weekend, there's Fog Fest happening down there, which is a free concert series but we still have a lot of trails left to explore in Roosevelt Campobello International Park, which is an amazing park. We got to see a lot of it in our February visit, but we're gonna go back and hike all the trails. Great corner of the province. It's, it's probably the most difficult part of the province to get to since it's either accessed through crossing the border in Calais and going through the States, or you have to take two ferries, one over to Deer Island and then one from Deer Island to Campobello. I like that though, but it said it's harder to get to, but it, it makes it more of more of a payoff when you get there. This adventure that I want to take you on today, it started with an email to Roosevelt Campobello International Park asking about the trail conditions for our February trip. We wanted to see how many we could access with the roads that are there and what's plowed. So Campobello Island, like I say, it's difficult to get to, but the payoff is great. It's a small island, one of the Bay of Fundy Islands. The other thing that's great about it that we liked is that on the main side around Cobbscook Bay, there's all kinds of trails there. Campobello itself has two parks. There's Head Harbor Lighthouse at the end, which is a tidal access. You know, when the tide's low, there's a bar that you can go across and access that lighthouse, which I haven't yet. I've gone there at high tide. At this trip, we started and drove out there, but it was pouring raining wasn't the kind of day that you wanted to go to a lighthouse on a small island. The other things on Campobello Island are Herring Cove Provincial Park, which we explored, I think it was about six years ago, we explored all the trails on Herring Cove. They have Gibraltar Rock, which is a giant boulder in the woods, which is cool. They have a long, narrow Glen Severn Lake, which is up high above the Herring Cove Beach, which is a long cobblestone beach with blacker rock, which is really cool looking. But it's also cool the waves come in and, and roll the rocks around. I love that sound when the rocks are rolling with the waves. Great place to explore. And then they have a bunch of history. The other thing right beside Herring Cove though, is where we explored this time and probably be doing most of our exploring this summer is the Roosevelt Campobello International Park. They are putting more emphasis on the natural area of the park, where the natural area has been secondary to the history. It's amazing to go and explore the cottages. Once you explore the cottages, then there's, there's such an amazing coastline there with islands and ragged points, and it's, it's an amazing place to explore in the natural area. So they have big plans with trails and just the natural area in general. When I emailed the park, I first heard back from Pete and he was excited to give us a tour. This episode is the tour that we did on Saturday of the park and all the trails and the plans they have. I'd like to thank Pete Coleman for the tour and John Southern for the hospitality at Roosevelt Campobello Park. Pete is the natural area supervisor and John is the park superintendent.
Pete and John both are excited to develop out the natural areas. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there over the next few years. Love to see when people get excited about expanding on their trail systems or making them better. The trip to Campobello that day, it was February. February is always questionable with weather in New Brunswick in general, but because we're leaving Frederick-Nackwick area and driving south, there's a weather system going through that day. It was snow or freezing rain or rain, depending on where you were between here and there. We did a lot of pre-planning with the weather and watching the weather, checking it out here, checking it out there, checking it out in between at St. Stephen. But we decided to leave early on the Friday because we wanted to get ahead of the freezing rain and glad we did. When we got to about Harvey, you could see the temperature dropping slowly on the car. So it dropped to minus two on the car and that's when it started. You could feel the car starting to slip a bit. It dropped to minus three and it, I figure if it dropped anymore, we would have had to turn around and come back because it, it got really, uh, it started getting really slippery even with the salt on the road and stuff. But we kept going, didn't get any colder. We just drove slowly and carefully. By the time we got to Callis, it was pretty much just a cloudy day. It stopped raining. The pavement was clear, I think, below Broadway. Stopped in at Walmart in Callis and got groceries because we didn't know what to expect for restaurants and stuff on the island in that time of year. By the time we came out, it was pouring rain in, so it poured rain the rest of the way there. And this is February, so the ground's frozen. There's a lot of rain. We didn't know what we'd expect on the trails when we got to Campobello. But we finally got there. We went out to Head Harbor Lighthouse, um, took some pictures of eagles on fishing weirs. Just as we got there, we had some time because we got there early, but it was just pouring rain. And so we just went and we went to the cottage where we were staying and we hung out there. The next day, and that's where this adventure picks up. So on the Saturday, Pete picked me up to the cottage and we went on a tour of the natural area in the park. We headed to the visitor center. If you cross the bridge into Campobello from Maine and drive up the hill, there's a visitor center on the right that's part of the park. And up until this point, I didn't know there was a road in behind that visitor center that went down through the park. Good to know for when we're back there next summer. You know, there's a trail right there. That's the Customs House Trail. Yeah. And you go down that grass slope and it's a grass trail, crosses a couple bridges, goes into the woods, and goes all along the shoreline out to uh, Fox Hill Meadow. Oh, okay. And Is that on here? Yeah, and I'll show you that. This here. here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They call it the Customs House Trail. Okay. And so we're right here. We're going to go in at Cranberry Point. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize there's a road even here. I thought it was all trail. Mostly because I'm looking at maps. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, so now with the Glen Severin Road closed, because they're talking about closing it maybe until spring, until mud season's over. Oh, yeah, because it's... So yeah. that's going to really increase the traffic on this. And yeah. it's supposed to be a management change, a two-way road. Yeah. And with people on bicycles. And so you can see it's not a big deal now, but as the volume of traffic or visitor use increases, you know, oh, yeah. it becomes challenging how to keep everybody safe, safe and keep the traffic flowing yeah. as it should. This is the uh, Fitzwilliams Road. Okay. And this is really popular. It seems to be popular year-round, even with like the locals. This is part of that bike path as well. Yeah. So that's why they put these bicycle gates in. 
this goes over to the Glen Severn Road. Right. When you first enter the Glen Severn Road, if you look to your right, there's sort of like, like a half moon parking lot. Mm -hmm. And if you looked up there, you would see like these yellow gates. That's where this ties into. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And apparently this is one of the oldest roads on the island. This used to be the Oh, so this is, you, you're talking about coming across here. Right. Yeah, okay. Interesting. We have an international birding festival here. Okay. It's called the Copscook Bay. It's called Copscook Bay International Birding Festival. It mostly happens over in the mainland. Yeah. In Lubeck and the surrounding areas. It's like a three day festival at the end of May. But it does, and we are a sponsor of it. Hmm. Part of it does take place here on, on Roosevelt Park. And this area, this location here, this pond, yeah. is one of the hot spots. Over 100 species of birds have been identified. Yeah. I in this little that. pond area here. Because you've got a little bit of, I mean, you've got fields, you've got swamps, you've got coastal, you've got like, but you've got narrows, like it's yeah, <laughs> kind of a funnel, I imagine, to funnel stuff in. Right. And for a small area, it's, it's kind of got a good diversity of habitat. And one of the things that we're working on here is, you know, not only sort of getting the existing trails up to a higher standard, but expanding the trail network. Yeah. You need that balance. And so that fits Williams Road that I showed you there. We're looking at laying out a trail that meets like halfway on the Fitzwilliams and we'll sort of like go through this interior here yeah. and come out to Fox Hill Drive mm -hmm. and then from Fox Hill Drive go to the summit of Fox Hill which is our highest elevation. Oh, okay. And right now there's not a trail at the summit of Fox Hill. Must be close to Eagle Hill, is it? Uh, yeah, and I think the elevation is like 200 feet maybe or close to okay. that. We're going to go out Fox Hill Drive, Yeah. but I just want to show you where that Customs House trail came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then my goal is if we have time, when we come back from hiking Liberty Point, and if the road's passable, I'll take you down to Upper Duck Pond, and you'll see where Lower Duck Pond and Upper Duck Pond are going to meet yeah. via those boardwalks. Yeah. So here's where the Customs House trail is. Okay. At this point, we're at Fox Farm Meadow. It's a field overlooking the town of Lubeck, Maine. You can see the bridge from Campobello Island there. That's a lot of the Customs House Trail is the views back at the bridge. We discuss a new crushed rock trail that leaves from Fox Farm Meadow and crosses over. It's a trail that is planned to cross over from Upper Duck Pond to Lower Duck Pond. Part of that bicycle path network, James, is right here. Can you see that big yeah. gravel path? Yeah. That's going to go down into Upper Duck Pond, and it's going to have a, a bridge, and then it's going to hit that boardwalk. Right now, we don't have a gate. So, it's, does it start here essentially, or does it come? No, that's it's going to start on this road. Track. You would hike. You would come. You would come that, road that road that we just drove in. Yeah, that would be technically how you could drive from the natural area over onto this. Yeah, and again, some of the, the finer details will have to be worked out. But once you got on this. And once the bog walk is in place and the bridge, you'll be able to take this all the way down to Lower Duck Pond, which I'll show you on our way back from Liberty Point. Yeah. This is Fox Hill Meadow or Fox Hill Field. Yeah. I think it got its name. I think somebody told me there used to be an old fox fur farm there. Yeah. You know, at one point, maybe 50, 100 years ago. Interesting. So from there, we went through the woods 
to the Glen Severn Road, which we tried the day before when it was raining and almost had to leave the car behind because it was so muddy and wet. Like I say, it was February, it was pouring raining, the road was kind of coming apart for spring breakup. So this is Fox Hill Drive, and it's going to take us out to Liberty Point. This road was put in somewhere around 1986 with, with the Army Corps of Engineers. Okay. So relatively new road compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. So we're going to be, we're starting to climb here in elevation. You'll, yeah. you'll begin to see on the right-hand side uh, Fox Hill. Okay. And the new trail that's being, you know, it's right now it's just in a conceptual stage. I'm right point out that Fitzwilliams Road. Mm-hmm. Basically, you'll be able to cut through that interior. There'll be like one or two stream crossings, and then it'll start. You know, cross this road. Yeah. Which really will be not an issue at all. This becomes like a full-time pedestrian road, and then we'll go up to the top of Fox Hill. Yeah. Is this Fox Hill over here? Yes. Yeah. It goes pretty straight up, doesn't it? Yeah. And you'll have some really beautiful moss-covered rock outcroppings as we as we make this turn. Is there many deer on the island? Deer, there's moose. Uh, I have not oh, there seen is moose, moose on but the I have island. seen tracks. Really? And I was talking to one of the employees last night, and she told me that she has seen a moose out on uh, Raccoon Beach. Really? Yep. On the, in that field out there. there. And she says there's bear as well. She's seen bobcat. Really? Got some nice elevation gain here. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a hilly in here other than I thought Eagle Hill was kind of a standalone. This is Con Robinson Point. This is Con Robinson. Where is that on the map? And I think the name comes from there used to be an old Boy Scout camp here back in like the 20s. Oh, up here. Okay. Up here. Okay, okay. So we just drove down there. And then we'll hike a little bit of this Raccoon Point. You can see some of the erosion that I'm going to point out to you now. Yeah. From Con Robinson Point. And then you'll see the reason why we're going to reroute a good section of this trail and have it tie in more directly so when you come off this bicycle path, yeah, here's that bike path that goes down to Lower Duck Pond. And then we'll go out to Liberty Point, hike out to Ragged Point, come back, and then I wanna take you down this part of the Lower Duck Pond and show you the boardwalk yeah. where it's gonna cross. Yeah. And then we'll come in from the other end if the conditions are right and then you'll see how that's gonna all tie together. Oh, okay. At Con Robinson Point, we went down to the beach. There's a staircase there, some picnic tables. Point had beautiful views up towards Herring Cove. But when we got down to the beach, you could look back across that Raccoon Beach. There's a bit of snow drifted around the rocks and stuff, but otherwise it was a beautiful day. I don't really have any audio from there because it was very windy. The beautiful blue-green water in the Bay of Fundy was just amazing. It was cold, but it was a sunny, beautiful day, so great for pictures. If we'd walked out to the point, up from the point you could see Herring Cove, but when you're down below, we were on the Raccoon Beach side, so we couldn't really see. We could see across and see the ferry going to Grand Manan, and we could see the Wolf Islands in the distance. There, were, there was kind of a mirage there, so it looked like they were floating above the water, which was really cool, so I got some pictures of that. After we left Con Robinson Point, we got back in the truck and drove over to Raccoon Beach, where we took our first hike of the day. So this is Raccoon Beach Meadow, or Raccoon Meadow. Yeah. And this is one of the areas that we have slated to put in a natural playground. Oh, yeah, that make makes sense. Just because it already has some of the infrastructure yeah. in place, you know, with the outhouse and the pavilions, and 
access to the beach. Yeah. And again, this is just a way of like getting like young kids and like families out utilizing the natural area. Yeah. And this makes sense because it's a good um, segue to get on the uh, bike path down to Lower Duck Pond or take the hiking trail out to Liberty Point. Yeah. Right, just all this sand beach. But I just want to walk down this trail a little bit with you. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll come back and then we'll continue on our way. Just to sort of give you a sort of close-up of like what we're looking at as yeah. far as erosion. So we'll be looking at the thing that I just showed you from a distance. Yeah. And it's even more impressive, the damage, if you look at it up close. That spot, though, I like the coastal. These yellow birch and along the coast in Graham and Ann are just phenomenal, the craziness of them. Like some of them kind of grow back down to the ground and back up again. Down, like it's right. like whole meadows full of this one tree that's just all over the place. Right, like wherever a wind touches the ground, yeah. it sort of takes on a new development. Yeah. Behind the sea, there's one stairway there that we yeah. follow that shoreline. See, that's the end of the stairway that we came down. And we're just referring to the photographs yeah. from looking over here. Is that a point? Then? Yeah, that's Ron it? Robinson's point. Oh, yeah. I guess I never really thought about it going back on the phone there. But well, you can see the erosion So, yeah, it's kind of nice to walk along the trail here, but you know, if you have a family, a small family with you. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't take long here. Some of the kids like run ahead and just sort of playing around. Well, not like, even that, but it's. Unpredictable conditions because it's always moving. Right. So it could be undercut to the point where it takes the wrong person and steps in the wrong spot. The trail is going to get rerouted somewhere down, beginning down in there. Yeah. And there's sort of like an old footprint of an old roadbed or something we're going to follow for a while and then just sort of tie it back in. Yeah. Maybe not even to like where the trail hit is now because I want to tie it in so when you pull off the bicycle path. Is, you know, provide more connectivity with the bike path. Yeah. Even though this isn't a bike path, some people, a lot of people walk on that bike path as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how far does this go now? This how goes all the way to Liberty Point. Oh, right. This section goes all the way down to Liberty Point, right? And where I'm going to take it to, which I think is one of the nicest places on this side of the island, is Sunswept Point. Yeah. And so this goes Liberty Point, Liberty Point. You're going to come to a trail juncture that goes out to Sunswept Point. Yeah. But it's easier to access from Liberty Point. Yeah. It's a little bit shorter. And this trail, I haven't hiked it in a while, but especially in wet conditions, it's just a big mud hole. Yeah. yeah. So. I thought it would just be more, yeah. more of a hike to Sunswept oh, from Liberty Point. So people do hike this and they do make a loop. Yeah. But in order to make a loop, that's when you would use the road for that leg of the trail. Yeah. Like we're going to drive down Liberty Point. If we were to hike this from one end to the other, we would hike up Liberty Point Road. After a short hike near Raccoon Beach. We drove down the Liberty Point, which is just an absolutely amazing spot. It's a point on the southern tip of the island. It has two lookout platforms in two different directions. Uh, one looks up towards Ragged Point. There's a statue out there called Sunsweep, and that would be our next hike. This is part of that bike path. It goes down to the oh, okay. pond. Yeah. So James, if we had done that hike, if we had hiked from Raccoon Beach all the way out, 
Yeah. At any point, this is the road that we would have to we would hike back on. Oh, that okay. technically would make it a loop trail. Oh, okay. And some okay, people okay. do choose that option. Like you'll see them walking, but I don't see a car down there. So that's what they've done. They've hiked it back and come down, which makes it nice for a nice loop. That's the uh, the trail. It's called Liberty Point Lower Duck Pond. Okay. Which is really beautiful. That's probably one of our more challenging trails. Yeah. Just because you know there's quite a few steep up and downs. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. another trail that we're looking at rerouting a section of it because the same phenomenon that I just showed you on that trail with the eroding cliffside is happening on a section of this trail. Yeah. To the point where it's kind of going up to a rock cliff face and there's nowhere that real we are really running out of real estate to move the trail yeah. back any further. Yeah. So we're looking at rerouting that. So that's the trailhead too. That's that lower yeah, trail. Yeah. Oh wow, it's really nice down here. I've so, seen pictures, but so this is the this is the repoint. This is probably one of our most popular spots. And I would say probably gets used every day. If not for people visiting, even just like very popular with like the local population. Oh, there's a uh, sunspots right there, is it? Correct. Yeah. That's where we're hiking out to. Okay. And then Grand Manan, and then we'll walk down there out, out to one of the pavilions and have a really nice view of uh, Quaddy Head State Park over in Lubeck. Yeah. And the lighthouse. Nice. So after we checked out the views at Liberty Point, we started our hike along the coast. From Raccoon Beach, we were going south towards Liberty Point. Now we're at Liberty Point going north towards Raccoon Beach. But our plan was to hike out to Sun Sweep. So we hiked up along the coast and just enjoyed the beautiful day. It was snow on the ground, but not a lot. It was, there was some wet, muddy areas and stuff too. So just heads up, this was the section that I wanted to hike this last week. Oh, okay. You know, just the next 50 feet or so. This is probably one of the worst spots. Yeah. So just be careful. Yeah. And now with the snow here, Just I can even what's under there. Yeah, get those icy, icy roots. This is this is probably a section of the trail that we're going to lose out. Is it wet in the summertime too? Yeah, there's like a couple hundred feet of bog water. There's a bit of, yeah. Well, there's a couple hundred feet of existing bog walk, and then there's probably a couple hundred feet of bog walk area where there used to be bog walk, where there no longer is because it rotted and decayed. Oh, okay. And so now we're trying to figure out how do we... What's the most sustainable way to replace it? Yeah. Because it was a big expense to build it in the first place. Yeah. And so we're probably going to reroute that trail as the uh, best case uh, solution. Yeah, certain times of the year, if we, were, if we were hiking on this section of the trail, we would be ankle deep in mud. Oh, okay. Just seeping out of the hill, probably. Right, and this used to have oh, bog see, walk yeah. as far as the eye could see, but it's all been pulled oh, up okay. because it was all rotten. Yeah. So this is the area that I was just mentioning we're thinking about the replacement. Yeah. But how are we going to replace it? I thought you meant it came out into like an open bog, but it's the No, it's, they were like, kind of like the wooden structures that we walked across yeah. before we got up on that little knoll. Yeah. So we're going to reroute the trail to higher ground at this point. It's going to actually offer you greater views of the water than the existing trail offers you now. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing it will be more sustainable, it will be more pleasant more experience yeah. and more functional. Yeah. Here's an example, James, of like what this trail yeah, looks like. That'd be a mess in the right? summer. And yeah. it's basically as soon as we got down that steep hill, yeah. it's like that. Like this, excuse me, it's like this, that this whole length. The whole way. 
And there's a, a remnant old piece of bog walk structure yeah. there. That's been there a while, yeah. But it's a, it's a classic of the trail becoming the stream. This material, supposed to the stuff that was put in, and I think it was the late 1980s, early mm -hmm. 90s. This was stuff that was cut on site. Yeah. But you can see like that would not be sustainable either to do like hundreds and hundreds of feet. Yeah. You would do to... you would make you would have an impact on this local forest. Wow. I mean you look around, there's not many trees big enough to do it with. Correct. It's all smaller. And also knowing trees. if you did that in like 20, 30 years time, it would have to be redone again. And yeah. where are you gonna get at that point? Yeah. So what's your favorite trail in the park? This one. This one? Yeah, I guess it's two, two, the two main points of the park in between them, isn't it? So this goes obviously goes to Raccoon Beach, where we just were. You can see the same kind of erosion phenomena happening here. The only place it's really not happening is where the, uh, the rock formations are. Where is that? Where the rock is? Well, so the only place where it's not happening, you know, the, the erosion that we saw at Raccoon yeah. Beach, is happening here, maybe to a little lesser degree. And the only place that phenomenon is not happening is where the rocks are just, you know, keeping the shore yeah. in place. Yeah. That's where you get the points, being bigger points all the time. Right. Right, so the points become bigger, and then at some point, <laughs> the points become islands. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's true. Like when we saw Con Robinson, that's going to eventually happen. It's not in my lifetime, but, you know, Liberty Point will become an island. Yeah, this is coming out to Sunsweep, is it? Yeah. It sneaks up on you. At Sunsweep, we followed a narrow trail out to a raised point in the Bay of Fundy. It was really cool because you kind of popped out of the woods, it kind of snuck up on you and then you popped out of the woods and you're in this bushy little meadow. But the trail actually goes out and meanders up to the point, which the point is raised above where you come out of the woods, which is really cool. So once you pop up on the raised part of the point, you'll see that Sunsweep statue, which is, looks like a giant granite wave is what it is. So it looks kind of like a sundial. Where the statue is located is in the middle of this raised field. And it was really bright sun that day. So you could see the big shadow that it threw. It was really cool because even more to make it look like a sundial was that around that small raised field were rocky outcrops that were higher even more than the field. So it made it look like a giant clock. So it was really cool, really cool views. So the statue itself had a plaque. It said it was an international art project, three sites adjoining the U.S.-Canada border. There's three statues. There's the one at Sunsweep. There's also one at American Point Island in Lake of the Woods. I looked it up. It's in northern Minnesota, so about halfway across the country. And western Ontario, I guess, is it's on the Canada side. And then Boundary Bluff is the third one, and that's at Point Roberts, Washington State, which is borders with Vancouver. So three statues across the whole country. And the international border which was pretty cool so then reading more on the plaque i learned that it's not a sundial but the sculpture 
is aligned with the North Star, solstices and equinoxes, and portrays the path of the sun from east to west. So it's a seasonal sundial, I guess is a good way to put it. It was designed and given by David Barr in 1985 to the people of the community as a symbol of international friendship. She took some pictures of the statue and then started to explore the views up and down the coast. To the south, we could see the lookout platforms at Liberty Point, and to the north, we could see the rocky shoreline at Split Rock. Around the corner from that would be Raccoon Beach and Herring Cove, to give you some perspective. When I first started emailing back and forth with Pete, we talked about how Sunsweep is an amazing spot to watch the sunrise. Didn't get a chance to do it on this trip because the car wouldn't have made it. There's enough snow that it would have been possible with the small car. The plan is for when we go back New Brunswick Day weekend to go out and experience that. That's a nice spot, eh? Yeah, it's cool. I like how the rocks are like higher on the point here. And it's, it's, it's different every time of day that you come out here. Yeah. It's like really cool when there's no sun. It's cool when the sun's coming up. It's cool when it's shrouded in fog. Oh, yeah. It's a really spectacular spot in my opinion. see the tides on that too, right? And then there's Liberty Point. And then right around that point is the goes into the uh, Lubeck Channel. Yeah. Get a boat off the... Oh, off the rock. Yeah, I think that's called Sail Rock. Yeah. Which technically is still called the easternmost point of the United States. Oh, right. Not, everybody goes to Quaddy Head State Park yeah, and the lighthouse is the easternmost point, but technically that is, that <laughs> Sail Rock is, but it's just not accessible. Yeah. So is this Quaddy Head here? No, that's Grandinan. Oh, that's Grandinan. You can't see Quaddy Head oh, here, but you're right, right, right. Sail okay, Rock okay, okay. in the far distance that I think you thought was a boat. That's Sail Rock. Yeah. And then this rock formation in the foreground is Liberty Point. That we noticed when we came into the parking lot. <laughs> I was just going to go out here and take a shot. Yes, yeah, certainly. After we were done exploring the point, photographing Sunsweep, we hiked back to Liberty Point to check out the views since we just jumped into our hike right away when we got there. There's two lookout platforms there. One is facing towards Maine and Quaddy Head Lighthouse across the inlet. The second one looks north towards Sunsweep and Ragged Point. Yeah. That's Sail Rock that I was trying to reference from. Yeah, that looked a lot bigger from right. over there. <laughs> and, this, and this is like Sugarloaf Rock. Oh yeah? That's Sugarloaf cool. Rock, you can also call it Frog Rock. It has the resemblance of a, a frog in its profile. There's all kind of like bald eagles hanging out on it. Yeah. Nice, but I didn't think it was this nice. <laughs> that trail that I was in it, it was probably one of the most 
challenging trails. James is that lower duck, lower point along the top. Over on top. It kind of goes up along that rock head there. Yeah. We, we do have signs for these that we just take them in to protect them from the winter weather. Yeah. Pretty deep there too, isn't it? Yeah. Good duck. Oh, I see the sail rock to point off of the quaddy head, eh? Yeah. Is there any trails over around that? Yeah, that's a state park. It's probably, you know, five or six miles of trails on the other side of that lighthouse. Yeah. It's quite a head there, back, too, isn't it? It goes all the way back to where that field is. Yeah. yeah the trails on the other that field is private, but on the other side of the road, opposite that field, there's like another field, and there's a little uh, beach as well. Yeah. And so you could hike from that lighthouse down to Carrying Cove Place Beach, and then back up through the woods. Wow. And again, that's all part of Quaddy Head State Park. Yeah. And then if you were to go down that road that the lighthouse is on and make your first left, that's called the Boot Cove Road. Oh, I've seen that. There's a boot pointer. Is there's Hamilton Cove? Cove, Boot Cove and Benny's Mountain, and so there's three preserves on that one road oh, that are okay. owned and managed by the Maine Coast Heritage Trust. Yeah. I think I saw that there's trails out at Boot Cove. It kind of juts out, looks like a boot. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's up that way though? Correct. Okay, I was thinking it was down that way further. But... Yeah, sorry, it is It is kind of, where you would, that's the road to the lighthouse. Yeah. You would, you would have to drive back about two miles, maybe oh, okay. a mile and a half, and take a left onto the Boot Cove Road. You can see the mountain though, like you can see Benny's Mountain. Yeah, see those high yeah. points? I can see the there's a well there's towers. Yeah. So it's sort of going south of those towers or those preserves are. Yeah. Okay. Bald eagle right there. Oh yes, sir. Did you, did you catch a bump, sir? I did, yeah. I snuck over the trees there. This place is cool. Really nice. And it's a nice day out of the wind. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of eagles around though, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're cool to watch. I was saying that rock that we're using, that sugarloaf rock that we're just looking over at. Yeah. Sounds like a frog's head as well. Often, more times than not, there's like yeah. one or two eagles perched on that. Yeah. And I was hoping when we came down here, they'd be there because like, oh, that'd be a great photograph for you. Yeah. Looking across the Quaddy Head Lighthouse, we talked about the trails that are over there. So we did get a chance the next day to go over to Quaddy Head and check it out and hike one of the shorter trails. If you do any adventuring in Maine, we also have a hikingme.com, which is a hiking Maine website. Check out some of our content on the hike at Quaddy Head Lighthouse there, and we have all the socials for that. From Liberty Point, we drove over to the parking lot and lookout platform at the beach at Lower Duck Ponds. We passed by a trail between the two that we got to go back and check out. You can see if you like looking through the woods how narrow this strip of land becomes. Yeah. And so it's just inevitable that the trail is pretty close to the road. So I'm going to take you down a Lower Duck Pond. Yeah. 
Now, so when we were at Raccoon Beach, mm -hmm. and I, I pointed out where there were some coping stones over at the entrance to the bike path, yeah, to Lower Duck, yeah, that comes out right here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See it next? Yeah. So this is a continuation of that bike path. Okay. Yeah. Is that all crushed rock? Mm -hmm. It is. Eh? Yep. And this is basically the same design and surface that you see on the bike path that leaves the historic core by the Roosevelt Cottage. Yeah, yeah. This was all done at the same time. Yeah. Nice. And so the, the thought is people come out on this bike path, right? Yeah. They'll go down this road a short distance. And then the bike path continues here. Nice. I'll take you down there. That goes out to the bog. So they both. Where's that man? They both split then. So find. Uh, let's find lower duck. Lower ducks here. So this is the bike path here. Remember I said these like from Raccoon Beach. Yeah. So oh, I see. Yeah. And it might not be on the map here, but it's going to go across. It comes across to this bog. Yeah. And that boardwalk that I showed you in the field today yeah. is going to cross, and you're going to be able to go from Upper Duck Pond to Lower Duck Pond. Did there used to be a trail across here? No. No. Not that I'm aware There's of. There's reason I thought there was, but... And if we walk down there, you'll see it's not passable because it's, it's basically a big holding pond. Oh, okay. From lower, from, it's the Lower Duck Pond just yeah. behind this beach. It's an actual pond. trail that I just showed you that goes from Liberty Point to Lower Duck Pond. Yeah. I'll show you where it comes out over here. Is so that, are we, we're back in here then? Correct. We're down, yeah, we're right here. Okay. Okay. It's not very user friendly. Yeah. yeah remember I was saying there's a lot of ups and downs and it's like a lot of slippery rocks. Yeah. It doesn't really get sun until like later in the day. Mm -hmm. So this trail probably reroute it and come out where the bicycle path is. Yeah. More in a centralized just this location. Of it. Correct, just this yeah. section Cut of it. Cut across and hit. Yeah. Weird that point with the big rocky beach there. Yeah, that called Yellow Bank. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. When we saw the picnic, when we were driving back, I didn't stop, but there was two picnic tables. Yeah. That's Yellow Bank. Okay. to go right in front of those picnic tables, just on this side of it. Yeah. And we'll walk down this boardwalk and you'll see the bomb yeah. on the other end. Yeah. So is there a stream right down the middle somewhere? Yes, there is. Or could you easily, could you beach walk across that? No, you can't beach walk across it. Are you going to bring them in seasonally? 
Pond Lookout, we passed by the entrance to the other side of the Wide Crushed Rock Trail that we talked about at Fox Firm Meadows. Those two trails essentially go out to the bog and pond at Lower Duck Pond now with plans to cross over those with a boardwalk system. At this point, we decided to go back and pick up Vicky, who was back at the cottage sleeping in a bit and enjoying the quiet, which we don't get very often. One of the features of this road that makes it really beautiful especially the, uh, in the fall when the leaves are out. It's just like this canopy of color yeah. that you drive under. Yeah, it's a nice birch, it's maple forest. And it's like, it's managed in a way to, so that, you know, we really encourage like the limb growth yeah. from one end of the road to the other. And you have normal conditions, under normal conditions, we would just take this down to Glen Severn Road, which is yeah. just around that turn. Okay. That's where Herring Cove Beach is yeah. on the Glen Severn. Because of the mud, we're going to have to backtrack out yeah, on Fox Hill Drive. Yeah. That's some quite abundant sunshine, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Like no clouds at all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's supposed to warm up to, like I say, 3 degrees tomorrow, so it's going to be beautiful. It'd be cool if we saw a moose out here. Yeah. This is the road that I have seen the tracks on before. In the next episode, we pick up Vicky, we come back and actually hike out to the Dome Bog, which is at Lower Duck Pond. We then drove back to Roosevelt Cottage and actually found some wild turkeys. Try to get some historic pictures of wild turkeys. The next day on the Sunday, I hike the Customs Trail and Vicky and I hike around Friar's Head and up to the lookout, descend down to the beach to see if we can see the Friar. So that's episode two. Until next time, hope to see you on the trail or on the water.